Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Okay, <laughs> where are we? Well, look, this is how I see it. Looking at the numbers, around one in three nurses have voted to reject the deal the RCN Council recommended, a minority of the nearly 300,000 with skin in the game. Strike action resumes on the 30th of April over the bank holiday. No derogations, meaning A&E, ITU and cancer patients all in jeopardy. This is the last strike the RCN can organise under their current mandate. Their statutory six months period expires. They'll have to reballot. This is expensive and takes time, probably a couple of months. Including the two weeks notice of strike action the RCN must give employers, it makes it unlikely we'll see more action from the nurses. Well, this side of mid-July, I think at the worst probably. On the 2nd of May, the NHS Staff Council meet, by which time we'll know the results from the other unions. Now, Unison have agreed. It's likely the GMB will. Unite made no recommendations and their members may refuse the deal and the other unions, their smaller ones, are likely to agree. Bully Boy Barclay will certainly impose a settlement. He'll put the money into the June wage packets. This will coincide with the RCM ballot to resume strike action. With the COVID bonus payments in bank accounts and an uplift in pay, and only one in three nurses wanted to continue the fight, members will probably call it a day. I mean, who knows? Anyway, the ballot could be very close. The RCN, unlike other unions, pay strike pay. It's a sliding scale, taking the lowest amount of about 50 quid a day, it goes up to 120, but taking 50 quid a day and guessing 100,000 nurses all strike on the same day, that's five million pounds a day. The RCN could run out of money by Christmas. The changes the RCN wanted to agenda for change and the pay review bodies are probably gone. This time the ballot will aggregate votes, meaning votes will be counted in total. All nurses from all trusts could be called out on the same day, unlike last time where the votes were disaggregated, applied to individual workplaces. Under half of trusts were on strike. BMA doctors first went on strike on the 13th of March. Their mandate expires around September. This creates a window for a coordinated action with the nurses, assuming the RCN secure a new mandate to strike, which is not a given, but that window is around July-August. The RCN Council have not voted on coordination, and appearing on Coonsberg on Sunday, the RCN General Secretary dodged the question. I have no plans, that sort of malarkey answer. She knows she could not prevent the BMA striking on the same days. It's highly likely the BMA will. This would trigger COBRA, and probably mean some A&Es would close, allowing staff resource to be concentrated, much like it was during COVID. NHS consultants will be balloted for industrial action in May. They too want pay restoration and changes to the pay review body system. It's not impossible they coordinate strikes with junior doctors. In the meantime, all told, Around 500,000, maybe more patients, will have lost their place on the waiting lists, excess deaths will increase, and the NHS will take years to recover. Some people will die waiting. 
The unions say that's okay because people are waiting and dying anyway. A few more won't matter. This is balderdash. Most union activists are young and healthy and don't have the fear that is part of getting older or getting sick. Now what? Labour? Useless. Silly Boy Streeting was at his vacuous best on the Coonsberg show. Charmer would rather stick needles in his eyes than be seen on a picket line. The real decision-maker is the Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt. There are reports that the Cabinet is split over pay increases. Bully Boy couldn't negotiate his way out of a paper bag with a lamp and a torch. Anyway, he's only Hunt's messenger. Hunt says more pay is inflationary. He's wrong. Public sector pay is unrelated to inflation, and anyway, the public sector labour force is only 17% of the total, and 30% of their wages is likely to be recycled in taxes and national insurance contributions. Most spending is subject to VAT and likely to help boost a flatlining economy. Hunt, as a former health secretary, is a catastrophic disappointment, astonishingly ill-judged and frankly up himself. Finally, the unions have no right to put my life at risk. No clinician can morally justify walking away from people who need them because they belong to a union. No government minister can defend neglecting public services for 12 years and putting us all in jeopardy. So, frankly, a curse on all your houses. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I hope we'll speak again soon. Bye-bye.